0: Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am the whole damn show, Jack Oaks.
1: And I am magically delicious, Brian Hines.
0: Today we're getting into all the action from Ohio Valley Wrestling Television number 1259 broadcast live from Historic Davis Arena on September 28th, 2023. But first, Brian, we were joined by a very special guest in Nuthouse Studios this past week. Who was that?
1: We sure were. We were joined in the studio by... The mighty Crixus, the Scottish war machine himself.
0: As he referred to himself, uh, and you can hear this in our podcast feed, the king of Kentucky.
1: Yes, he did.
0: Uh, Pleasure to have him by um, this past week. Like I said, that interview is currently posted to our podcast feed. We're really, really proud of it. And keep a lookout for this week when we were also joined by another special guest. Maybe at the same time, I don't want to give away anything that maybe... Doesn't need to be given away on a public airwave, but they might have been here at the same time. Who else joined us this past week?
1: That would be none other than Freya the Slayer. The
0: Queen of the North herself, Freya the Slayer. That interview, also a lot of fun, will be posted to our podcast feed uh, shortly. And that's not the end of it. We've got uh, several more guests lined up. One for sure, a few tentatively, and we will be bringing you interviews with Ohio Valley Wrestling stars as often as we possibly can
1: and i'm looking forward to it because being able to catch a little bit of time with Crixis and freya was uh wonderful it was uh really great to catch up with them as people outside of what we see Mm -hmm. from them normally on the weekly show and also in uh wrestlers on netflix
0: yeah we kind of had a little bit of a grasp on kind of who they were through wrestlers on netflix but what they gave us on this microphone and then just kind of being around the office for a couple of hours they gave us like ten thousand percent more than we deserved and we just we want to say please listen to that listeners it was a lot of fun doing it and we just want to say again Crixis and freya if you hear this thank you so much for coming by
1: yeah i can't begin to ex- express my sincere gratitude to both of you for spending time with us it was a a pure joy to have you both in the studio.
2: Can I tell one quick story? Absolutely. Okay. Tidy Bryan here. Um, so I was kind of shuttling whenever the stars were here, whether or not they were here at the same time or whenever they were. Right. <clears throat> there was a moment where I needed to find one of our stars. Um, and I'm going through the whole facility. And turns out Victor had taken them All the way into the catacombs, like all the way. We we have quite a facility here. Uh, Maybe we'll get into it at some point. Not to pat ourselves
0: on the back too much.
2: much. Look, there's not a lot of podcasting that's going on here, but there's a lot of interesting things going on here. If you look at our social media feed, you can kind of see some of it there with the the stars when they post some pictures. But I I did. They were all the way down in the very basement of our facility where really not a lot of people go or ought to go. But, yeah, they felt so, so at home. They were all the way down there. It was, and, and it was just a lovely time, kind of. That was just a fun afternoon. And Freya's dog, what a cutie. Oh, yeah.
0: Wilco. Freya's dog was the real star of the show. Wilco. What, yes. a, good, what a good dog. Uh, up next, after a short break, we will catch you up on all the action from this past week's episode of Ohio Valley Wrestling Television. That is, of course, 1259. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be right back.
2: Hey guys, Tiny Brian here um, from. You may know me as the executive producer of this very podcast, the OVW Podcast. But did you know that I'm also the host of a podcast? That's right, um, Bluegrass Homefront, uh, a, po- uh, a podcast born of a radio show that I started because of uh, an association with Jack Minotes himself, OVW Podcast host. That's why we're connected, and the sh- uh, because uh, and. He is now, and now we have done two seasons of Blue Rass Homefront. Uh, you can look it up wherever you get your podcast feed. It is the only other thing that Black Rock Moon Productions has produced here to four. But we'd love to have you give it a listen. It's me and it's supervising producer Victor. Uh, talking about Kentucky music and stories. There's great music from Kentucky indie artists that y- you may have never heard before, but it's all excellent. Some great talks, some great conversations. So join me and Victor on Bluegrass Homefront. That's at bluegrasshomefront.com or wherever you get your podcast. And now back to the boys and the podcast, OVW podcast already in progress.
1: Welcome back to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I'm still B. Hines.
0: And I'm still Jack Minoaks. Uh, let's start at the beginning here, shall we? We had a lot... There was a lot of action on this week's episode of OVW. It seemed like there wasn't a lot of matches, but there certainly was a lot of action. Where There's maybe, a lot of
1: ground to cover. Y- yes, yeah.
0: definitely. Um, we'll get right down to at, at the beginning here. There's a triple threat match between Mammoth Donovan Cecil. Some people know him as the strongest man in Kentucky.
1: That's true. Some people do.
0: Um, TW Three. Some people know him as the, the '80s baby. The '80s baby. And then Tony Gunn, Some people call him Shotgun. I bet Uh, that's
1: because uh, he's a hunter, or maybe it's because he likes to take shots. He knows a little bit of both.
0: He knows his way around a set of keys and a can of beer. I think is why he's called shotgun. That's right. (laughs) Um, Great, like really, really, really killer match. Kind of a coming out party of sorts for Donovan Cecil. We've seen him a lot on television over the past couple of weeks, uh, but this was like kind of by far his his most extended. um, How should I say spotlight?
1: Yes, uh, I, I would tend to agree with that. He uh, bad news he did not end up winning the match. shotgun Tony Gunn was the one who came out of that match victorious. but clearly the star of the first act of this week's program was uh, was the mammoth. Yeah, Donald no two ways cool. about it.
0: Um, big guy, a lot of power moves and then we found out kind of this week had been hinted at. Previous weeks, but we found out kind of this week that he has aerial maneuvers as well. Big time moonsault from a big guy.
1: Oh, that moonsault was huge. It was like he was kind of floating in air and slowly kind of like coming down to uh make contact with the mat. And, you know, ultimately, uh, Tony Gunn was who he was, you know, going for, but uh Tony was a little bit quick and rolled out of the way. But uh, to see somebody of that size and stature go to the top rope and do a moonsault like that that was very impressive
0: and our dear producer tiny brian you
2: were there this past week indeed i was guys i did have a chance to take my son and uh produ- and uh, production engineer malachi with us with me and uh, just he and i went to the show had a great time uh donovan Cecil is far larger than life and i am a if you check me out on social media folks I'm a tiny Brian is really kind of a lie I'm a big dude and Donovan Cecil made me feel kind of small in a in a in a strange way does, so,
1: does he appear that he's bigger in real life than he does on TV
2: I mean you know I was 20 feet from him because you know I was I wasn't too close but yeah he he was super big and super mobile too like it, it was kind of scary how
0: mobile a guy uh a guy, a guy that size Yeah, he, he, uh,
1: he did a cartwheel a couple of weeks back, didn't he? Was that, was, him? was that him?
0: I think that might have been Big Zo. That is definitely in Big Zo's. Yeah. Uh, but it, it could ah, have been that's Don, that's, that. But I know that is like vintage Big Zo. Well, uh, there's a match I'd like to see. Yeah. Donovan oh, Cecil golly. versus Big Zo. Break the ring. I
2: was gonna say break out the seismograph.
0: But yeah, if you hadn't had the chance to catch up on Donovan Cecil's work around this past week of OVW television, Donovan Cecil has very much kind of like a Vader thing going on with him. He's just extremely agile, very big, totally formidable, a lot of power moves, but then gets up there on that third rope and you don't know what's gonna happen by the time he hits the ground. (laughs) could be good for him
2: could be bad for him we'll we just all have to wait and see together unfortunately
0: Mm -hmm. this week though um like you said behinds uh all of his his show-stopping maneuvers were not enough to take away the victory eventually tony gunn does hit tw3 with a kill shot and gets the one two three
2: but notice he didn't lose
0: Uh, That was definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah, that's actually something that I had kind of taken away as well. It's a very good point, is that uh, TW3 took the pin. Donovan Cecil did not. Mm -hmm. Keeps them kind of uh, neutral as something to look forward to. Sure. That's a good build there. Um, After the conclusion of that match, we see a vignette, as it's known in the wrestling industry and then in other industries as well. Uh, with the Bad Girls Club talking about how they were solely responsible for selling out Davis Arena
1: I don't know about all that
0: There's, uh,
1: In their mind, they are solely responsible There couldn't
0: possibly be anything going on within the past few weeks with Ohio Valley Wrestling That might contribute to a sellout crowd three weeks in a row
2: Well, what are you referring to? Do we think it's the fact that they finally picked a name?
0: I think that that might be part of it. I think that, that might help. Yeah. I think, in all likelihood, though, it's probably the Netflix series Wrestlers that you could catch a recap of on this very feed under the name Podcasters. We worked super duper hard on it. Please go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet. If you listened to it before, listen to it again. We need all the clicks that we can get. Anyway, the, the it was the it was them though. They 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 sold out the arena. It wasn't the Netflix. It wasn't wasn't anything else. It was right. the Batgirls Club. Yes. Um, They've, they've got a big match tonight, a three-way match with Hollywood, Haley J, Freya the Slayer, and the newly arrived uh, TT, who is cousins with Freya the Slayer. But I don't know if they're actual cousins or like cousins with Freya the Slayer the way that Ric Flair was Arn Anderson's cousin.
1: That's a good point.
0: It's one of the two. It's one of the two, either way. Yeah. Either and you, if we
2: knew, I don't, I don't know that we'd say. I, yeah,
0: no, no. that's... Uh, you know that's that is uh, a question that'll be lost to history secret mm-hmm. that'll be lost to history in 5 years maybe we'll talk about it
1: in 5 years maybe we won't maybe so in uh, the second match it was Harley Jane versus Dream Girl Ellie uh it was an even match um they were um it was it was a good match it was an even match they went back and forth nobody um was clearly dominant in this match, and um, yeah, I mean, it was a pretty solid performance from both sides, but uh, ultimately, Dream Girl Ellie got the win, so...
0: I actually might have to take a second to disagree with you here. I, d- I think that Dream Girl Ellie came out as the obvious winner from the moment that this match started. Um, I just think that she brought a lot of intensity to the ring that I didn't necessarily see out of her opponent, Harley Jay. I, I just and that's something that uh Dream Girl Ellie is like really 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 good at from from she she can turn on this overdrive i believe uh,
2: she actually did a primal scream once yes. or twice during the yeah. match which oh, i yeah. always
0: respect yeah sure no i i think i think that um like a the way that a cat plays with a mouse that it's already broken its leg dream girl ellie let this match go on a little longer than it needed to i don't i for me personally for me not far be it for me to tell you that you're wrong bro well but for, for me personally dream girl ellie just came out with uh, like she was shot from a cannon i just
1: maybe i should go back and and take a look maybe she was just toying with her and that's why it seemed more of an even match to me
0: i uh i i i think that anybody that hasn't had the chance to to catch up with Dream Girl, put a tack on her. She's got big things happening. She's very, 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 very versatile. Very, very good all-around talent. Um, we see a sketch brings us to our second sketch of the night with Freya and TT, um, Haley J. Uh, it's Haley J's birthday this week. They are doing their response, obvious response, kind of promo to the Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club show up,
1: and they give. Uh Hollywood Haley J., a birthday present. In this case, case, unfortunately, it is a
0: uh, sock full of rocks to the noggin. This call kind of presents the question of, in the main event, will Haley be in any sort of shape to uh, join TT and Freya in the ring? We know just how devastating one hit from that sock of rocks can be. We've seen it a thousand times in the ring, but usually it's Haley handing it out. Past couple of weeks, it's been the Bad Girls Club handing it out, and this week, Haley was the recipient of it.
1: Which leaves her status in question for the match later on, towards the end of the first hour.
0: Uh, Last week, we were presented with the proposition of Will Austin bringing in a mystery partner to face Star Rider and Manny Domingo. Um, This week, we found out who that mystery partner would be. It's a returning... Uh, Blanco Loco.
1: Good old crazy white.
0: <laughs> uh, we've always kind of seen Blanco Loco on the other side of the aisle, so to speak. Uh, he, The last time he was around OVW a lot probably would have ended up on Star Rider and Manny Domingo's team. This time around, it seems as if he's had a little bit of a attitude change or he sees the world a little differently and he is teaming with Will Austin. Uh, Will Austin and Blanco Loco end up winning the match.
2: It's like he traded his, his pretty colorful mask for a mask of emotionlessness.
0: Yeah, he came out kind of with this, like, beautiful ring gear, just very Was much... Was that
2: stuff new? I, I don't know that I've seen him it's, before.
0: It, it might be. It's He's always kind of been in that general area, but I want to say that this is newer stuff. Um Yeah, just like a super duper talented wrestler, he's going to be a boon to this uh, storyline and the in-ring action that we're going to be able to see with a returning Blanco Loco between Manny Domingo and Star Rider and, you know, maybe even TW3 thrown in there for good measure. We're about to see a string of really, really, really good matches that are X-Division matches or Rush Division matches, excuse me, Um, but... Do something that OVW is really good at, and keep the storytelling away from the belt itself. That's a good point.
1: Um, and they've got uh, plenty of foils to do that I, with the I, likes of uh, TW Three, Manny Domingo, Star Rider, Will Austin, and now Blanco Loco.
2: And can we talk about that finishing move?
1: That was impressive. Will
2: Austin and Blanco Loco, like Will Austin, puts Manny Domingo up like in a uh,
1: Like a, he's almost like a razor's edge kind of thing. Oh, yeah,
2: like he was going to do like a Mm -hmm. backbreaker kind of thing. And, yeah, then Blanco Loco from the top rope grabs him, flings him to the mat from like, it was just crazy Uh, to see live. He
1: flips, like he kind of sails over him and grabs him on his way. And Mm -hmm. then after he clears Will Austin, he kind of flips around to where he's going to land on his back and he pulls his knees up and gives him like a code breaker off the top rope with like an alley oop from Will Austin. I've never seen anything like that, but that was sharp, dude, all the way around. Nice work from you two. I don't know if you guys work together all that often, but that was a well-oiled machine-type finisher.
2: And I'm pretty sure the commentators even noted that they worked together like lockstep.
0: And it was quite, just quite the exclamation point on... His return um, and or their announcement, kind of as a tag team, um, just really, really, really uh, let let everyone know that hey, pay attention to us over the next few weeks because we're mm-hmm. going we're the ones that are gonna be bringing the juice. I sure will be. After that, there's a fatal four way uh, tag team or a four corners tag team match uh, between. Dysfunction, the Destroyers, formerly the Derby City Destroyers. I think that certified Luke Curtis called them the Cheeseburger Destroyers or, or something <laughs> during the uh, his time on commentary. He was. I want to point that out. He was on commentary f- for this entire match. Killer job. Yeah, he did
2: fantastic. When, when he and I think Joe Mack came out at the same time, because Joe Mack will argue with Gracie during the same segment, mm. they, <laughs> they came out during the commercial break and just the booze were just like a concussive wall of unlikely
0: force. star of the uh, Netflix series, Gracie. Yes. Movie. That's um, fantastic. She's
2: going to be running that promotion in about twenty years. Yeah,
0: she is. We heard. Uh, we also had Tony Evans and Jay De Niro in that match, and Beaches and Cream, the team of the former champion team of Omar Amir and Luscious Lawrence.
1: Correct. That that was the last team to round out the four corners match. Um, that was just bedlam for yes. the most part, quite <laughs> yeah. quite a bit. One of my favorite. Feel bad parts, for that ref. Yeah.
2: And if, if you feel like you maybe I understood it better sitting in the crowd watching it, no, no, that was just just.
1: So you got the same read from a live perspective as we did. You at remember home. when the
2: crappy circus would come to town and they would have that steel ball and they would put like two motorcycles in the ball to roll around? Yeah, that's what that match was like for me. Huh, it I was see. that busy. It was it was crazy.
0: Your favorite part, though, Brian.
1: My favorite part of that match was hush. I I love that my that was the superior, least favorite part of my, my least Tony least Evans part of this on podcast. The mic. He, he's he uh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> As it is anytime Victor does that when when we do it. But uh, I, I love to see Superior Tony Evans on the mic. Uh, our favorite game around the office now is uh, just Hush. And they, they uh,
2: really do Hush. Uh, yeah, and and if you check our social media, <laughs> folks, you can find an example of Victor really kind of pushing the joke a little far. Yeah, he
1: he really leans into it. Not that I mind because that gives me an excuse to to hush him back. But or uh, beat
2: him up. Something. I just
1: wanted to almost. I he almost got it that day, but uh, I was I was able to. Uh, uh, cool my jets a little bit, but I uh, just wanted to say a shout out to Superior Tony Evans because that is my favorite part of this match, and I think it is uh, funny that the man who says hush all the time is partnered with a man who doesn't say anything.
2: He understood the assignment.
1: He yeah. understood the assignment clearly. So nice work, Jada Nero.
0: We uh, we had this match gold star for you circled for a different reason, just because over the past couple of weeks we had noticed a little bit of dissension between Omar Amir and Luscious Lawrence, it seems like this week they've kind of crossed that hill. They've runned up that hill.
1: We we did make mention of that the last two weeks, and uh, we were looking for that this week. And to bond that bridge, so to speak, we did not see a further division between Omar Amir and Luscious Lawrence. They seem to be on the same page. They seem to be working great as a team. Unfortunately, there were three other teams instead of just one other team this time so they had to put in a little bit more work but um, it was good to see them back on the same page
0: and of course they uh, were joined they were kind of given a easier road to the victory here when Crixus came out to uh, take care of Jay De Niro and superior Tony. or
2: just Jay De Niro, really. Yeah. Because Jay,
0: yeah. Jay De Niro he, he was, was about He was about to f-
1: put on the loaded baked potato glove and he was going to belt everybody and then Crixus came in and stomped a mud hole in his ass. So glad to see Crixus come in and save the day
0: like the, uh, the awesome guy that he is.
2: The awesome guest for the a podcast awesome interview if, available now in our podcast. If you're page. a
0: fan of Crixus, you can like and subscribe to this feed to find an interview with him. And uh, if you're a fan of Luscious Lawrence, maybe uh, you Just like and subscribe to this feed as well. Who knows? Things uh, may happen. Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? Maybe Crixis and Freya rode together. Maybe they didn't. Maybe Luscious Lawrence comes in. Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anything can happen here on the OBW <laughs> podcast. You wanna let's talk. Let's go into our hour two here. No,
2: you No, no, no. We here. we
0: we haven't. We are, we haven't. I'm a page ahead. Dollar short. Day behind and a page ahead.
2: Our one main event was a six-woman tag, which brings a question that I have for you guys. Should the women of OVW have their
0: own tag team championship?
1: I don't know why they don't already.
0: I don't know right now how many actual tag teams there are. I will say that right now there's enough talent in the division to create a tag team division. Agreed. So do most independent...
2: Doesn't seem like there's many independent brands with a women's tag team belts in contention, or is that just my newness? Here? It
0: wasn't before like six years ago that the big boy had one. One of the other big boys still doesn't. I
2: was gonna wait. Does W? Which one has does? Oh, well, we'll talk about that. Off yeah, here. we don't yeah. really say their names here. Yeah, not really. The,
0: no. but yeah, there's the uh, women's wrestling has come very far.
1: It's an it's an emerging uh artistry of sorts i mean how how many years ago was this not even a thing and right. then once it was a thing it was just for uh eye candy right and instead I mean- of actual talent and um you know Storytelling, ring knowledge, knowledge, all that.
0: Um, I I will say, though, that this is something that OVW does a great job of, is it feels like everyone has a role. It feels like people are using their screen time. It feels like these angles are worth watching, and they don't always have to revolve around a belt. Um, And I, I just think that that... I think that that's something that OVW does such a good job of. That doesn't mean that women shouldn't be given the credit or people shouldn't be given the individual credit or team credit for winning what a belt means to win. But it is really impressive in this day and age because some bigger companies can't do it to tell a story without the belt being involved or a belt being involved at all.
2: So speaking of the story with no belt here at the top of, at the bottom of hour one, six-woman tag match.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as we had mentioned before, Haley J is injured, took a sock of full of rocks to the head, wasn't able to join TT and Freya in the ring.
1: Yeah. That shot that, uh, she got earlier, uh, made it to where she wasn't able to participate. So, uh, Freya and TT enter the ring against, uh, the bad girls club in a handicap situation where, uh, it's just the two of them versus three members of the Bad Girls Club.
0: I would like to say, too, while we kind of have just recently mentioned belts, I think it's important to note that Tiffany Nieves is the person that hit Haley J with the Sock of Rocks uh, behind the scenes in the backstage area. And at the conclusion of this match, there's a little bit more that gets picked up between H- Haley J and Tiffany mm-hmm. Nieves. Uh, the matching physically of Freya the Slayer and Jada Stone was perfect, <laughs> just like this. I'm gonna assume maybe five one versus this woman that's six one, just like a big power person versus somebody that's zipping all over the ring. The two of them, just like the sight of the two of them in the ring together, just like. I enjoyed like I enjoyed it like sometimes you just like to see uh, improbable matchups you don't get to see it in like quote unquote shoot fighting but in the world of wrestling you get to see two people um, tangle up and like I really really enjoyed that I thought Jada Stone looked great throughout this entire match I thought that she was just like uh, uh, an IV. Of adrenaline to her, her side of the ring oh, um, she's
1: always almost always like that she's so fast and you know so good with reversals and aerial moves um i i really don't no, know what she, else yeah. to say i mean she's it, all over there it's like watching the tasmanian devil just zip and bounce around like a pinball
0: i've said this a thousand times she's really good in this role and i really like the bad girls club i just i think that her as a baby face is just, like, so obvious that I can't kind of wait until she gets back to that. Because I just, I'm, I think that, like, and it's not even a negative against the Bad Girls Club. I just think that it would be so much better for Jada Stone to be a babyface because she's just so much fun and so impressive to watch. like mm-hmm.
1: She truly is. If you get a chance to... uh uh, see her on the, it, you don't the weekly wanna, show. You
0: don't want to root for people that are as bad as she is. That move like that, you wanna, you know, like yeah, like, you don't want to. <laughs> she's dastardly. You don't want to root for that. Yeah,
2: but she's spunky when you watch her walk, uh, watch her move. I guess is the, yeah. She she definitely has an energy that you just want to root for. But then she she does things right now and. Less so.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes everybody loses their way, and hopefully, before too long, sooner or later, we will see the face that
0: is Jada Stone. Uh, even though it was a three-on-two match, T.T. T. and Frey the Slayer end up winning the match um, with a uh, gnarly—it's like a surfboard. What is the? What do we call this? What is the?
1: Uh, I I don't know whether they actually had a, a name for it, but it's I've like she's kind of hanging ten on the back of her opponent
2: with the le- using her legs to tie up the legs of her opponent. Yeah. Then she grabs the arms, pulls the arms back, and basically slams the face into the mat. Yeah. It's it, it's gnarly. It's I like a, surfboard slam.
1: I've but. I've never seen anything like it, but it's totally bodacious, dude. Where Do people still gnarly, say that radical?
2: cowabunga she's the island yeah. girl so we we're required to
0: sure um of course bad girls club even though they had just lost the match poor losers big post-match beat down Haley J makes it at the end of the match uh, or post-match to save her newly found friends um In she, an
2: eerily similar move to what happened at the end of wrestlers yes note.
0: well she's she's just so red hot coming out of that thing to make the save like it's it's Two plus two equals four. You know, like it's, it's. She's she looks great coming out of there. People want to root for her. People people might have spent a lot of the match watching, waiting for her to come out. That's mm-hmm. just kind of the energy that she has, kind of the charisma that she has, and uh, that pop when she and the did following hit the that she has in in Davis Arena. Um, yeah, and I mean big pop, big pops all night. This is the third week in a row where we're gonna have to go out of our way to say this crowd is awesome. Yeah.
2: They are on and I love, to, a roll.
0: I love to see it. Oh yeah, you certainly I, I don't do. know how
1: anybody cannot love to see it.
2: Just an and just an incredible pop, biggest pop of the night when Hollywood hit the hit the curtains. There, it was yeah, it was incredible.
0: Sure, we uh, end hour one of Ohio Valley Wrestling Television from this week uh, with Tiffany Nieves attempting to steal the belt, kind of putting Haley J on notice. You know, you have to worry about all three of us, but it's going to be me and you one of these days soon.
2: Seems like TT and Freya may have themselves some dance partners pretty soon, too, if they use all of this efficiently.
0: Oh, yeah. No, this ain't going away any time soon, baby. Thankfully for us. All right. What are we? Top of hour two. Yeah. We are at Ryan Von Rocket and Cashflow, right? Top of hour two. Yep sorry guys we're uh producing on the fly here it's a breeding living studio ryan von Rocket took on cash flow this week ryan von Rocket joined with his um his two his two cohorts katie and crystal they their entrance keeps getting as if it wasn't already ridiculous their <laughs> entrance keeps getting more and more ridiculous every single week
1: it's almost like a spinal tap storyline now these uh entrances are starting to go to 11 and i for one absolutely love that because that is my jam
0: i think at some point he takes one of the gal's legs and plays <laughs> plays guitar with with like the, her heel or something like he's just
2: there may be some champagne in a <laughs> stiletto at some point. yeah this guy
0: is just like and it's it is so incredibly obnoxious, yep, but yep, it is it so is. awesome.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's over the top, but it, it's really something. You just want to just get some uh,
0: <laughs> some moose, some sweet uh, acid wash jeans, some aquanet, yeah, some aquanet, yeah. and hit the sunset strip and like uh, do uh, like in a Camaro do questionable like thing, yeah, yeah, Camaro, yeah. yeah take, have yourself a Camaro summer and ride around with Ryan von Rocket. He he actually he looks like he's um, in like heavy metal, like the cartoon, like <laughs> this. Just like oh, just it's ridiculous. He's the best. If if you're just listening to this, if you only listen to OVW or listen to our podcast, you don't get to like watch a lot of OVW, whether it be live or on television or on the internet. Just watch Orion Von Rocket entrance so that you can see what we're talking about here.
2: So can I ask a question? Look
0: at the, he's he's you're, you're leaning on I'm the girl. Pretty shoulders. sure you're going to anyway.
2: Hard to stop me. Sure. Do we think Ron Von Rocket can really play the guitar? Yes. Yes. Okay, I did not expect last night he looked pretty fake like with his hundred oh, pounds. Oh no. no. Don't you
1: remember from the big one this past year he did the national anthem to start it off? Oh, well. So, to me, my next question is not if when we are able to get him to the studio. Pretty please, um, I think it would be awesome if he brought his guitar and we could jam.
2: Yeah, Brian uh, Brian Hines is a our, our drummer on staff.
1: Uh, it's been a it's been a little while. I'm a little. Hey, rusty, give yourself but, some uh,
0: credit. If you're a fan of our entrance music, Brian Hines, you played on that track.
1: I I did, but so, that was many on. moons ago give with a uh, dear friend of mine. I. Just have to uh, get back into the uh, the rhythm. The, the right, left, right, right, left, right, uh, left. I be-
0: left. I believe in you. I believe in you.
1: Parodical little, little doodads.
0: Uh, we've. <laughs> what can we say? Cash Flow obviously had this one. One from the moment he walked out there, right? We've we've gone on long enough about how great Ryan Von Rockets' entrance is, and he's like wonderful in the ring, just like a true, true like wrestling journeyman. But uh, cash, flow, I mean, cash Flow. Cash is Flow. Just cash, is cash Flow. flow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's.
1: Unanimous. Two out of two uh, OVW podcast hosts agree that cash flow is just cash flow, and uh, I mean he, he's always formidable, you know, with the chops. Even though he narrowly missed Ryan Von Rocket because he was pulled out of the ring. By, well, I mean uh, he, he probably
0: he probably hurt the ring post on that chop more than he hurt uh, his hand. Yeah. But of course, chops aren't the only thing he has. He ends up finishing up this match with a big. Top rope frog splash, yeah. a big his, frog his, splash. His classic vintage cash flow frog splash,
1: which is very impressive. As much as least. I
2: love to see that man chop, I cannot believe that's what he's famous for. Given the the aerial maneuvers that we see him do, oh yeah, I mean multiple times.
1: His skill set is more than just the chop. He is a uh, you know a full salt, a full service barbecue, not just there for chops. After. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cut. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say I quit after that one, actually. Brian, I'm done. This is the last OVW podcast. Tired of your bad jokes. Uh, Jack Vaughn tells Jesse Goddard after this match that he is expecting Jesse Goddard to bring the best version of himself to the ring because Jack Vaughn will be bringing his best self to the ring tonight at the OVW main event for hour two.
2: Not much to say about that.
0: Uh, One of my favorite, kind of one of my favorite things that happens in wrestling from time to time uh, kind of happened during this Jack Vaughn promo. Great promo, like, by all of the conceivable metrics, but um, he said, I don't want to see the guy from Big Brother, Jesse Godders. I want the guy that I would meet in a dark alley or in a street fight. And uh, then... We'll get into this more as uh, whenever we cover actually cover this match. I want to see the guy that I would meet in a dark alley or a street fight, and they do like a headlock exchange. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> no, no, like street fight or dark alley fight that I've ever seen or Not been a, a part kendo of. Stick and, yeah, in, in range. Well, just no. like just like it's just very ironic. Like oh, I want I want the ja- the Jesse Goddard's I'd meet in a dark alley, and it's like here's a test of strength. <laughs> 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 like okay, like yeah, it's just I'm just saying I don't know. I don't know, the last street fight I got into, that's not how it went down. It did no, not. If you're in no an alley test of strength and, on that one.
2: Yeah, if you're in a dark alley and you start doing a test of strength, the fight is probably where you're not ending up. Yeah. There's probably something else that's going to happen in that dark alley.
0: And so. it, it might <laughs> end up with you in a bathtub full of ice in the morning. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Al Snow, everybody, the, the nation's foremost loved authority figure, Al Snow, um, comes out to the ring. He's grateful once again. He's been super grateful, of course, for wrestling on Netflix. The whole entire staff of OEW has to be ecstatic for wrestlers on Netflix.
1: Oh, they all are, of course. And once again, he uh, thanks the crowd and he thanks the the fans at home for all of their support for uh, wrestlers on Netflix and hopes that they get a season two. Wink, wink, wink.
0: Hashtag season two and head. There might not be any people that wish for a season two more than uh, us in our streams from the last couple of weeks re- reviewing podca- reviewing wrestlers for our other podcast, other than uh, the people yeah, that OVW uh, we, themselves. Yeah, 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 no, I get, I get that they really want one, but you know who really wants one is these ad dollars that I want. Um, <laughs> these two dudes on the mic? yeah, these two dudes on the mic and the two dudes over across the table from us. That's who really wants a season two. Anyway, uh, Al Snow threatens to. Um, suspend Adam Revolver and Shannon the Dude for abusing Ringsted staff the previous week. It's something that we probably should point out that Brian Kinnison was not on commentary for the the entire week, or for this week's episode, this entire episode, because of the attack last week from uh, Adam Revolver. The
1: completely unhinged attack from Adam Revolver. Um, It was awful. It was just, you know, craziness, total craziness.
0: Not only is Adam Revolver willing to get a little cheap heat by attacking ringside staff, he's willing to get cheap heat uh, with old school misogyny and fat shaming too, baby. He he was he was pilling out all of the third grade joke book uh, for his <laughs> for his um, his promo tonight. Uh, this is something that I've actually like. I think that ninety nine percent of the time, the heat in OVW is so pitch perfect, and they understand exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And it's so smart 99% of the time. And then something kind of with the fat shaming or just like the blatant misogyny uh, kicks through. And I just think that a lot of these performers and a lot of the people in OVW are just a little smarter than that. But that's just me complaining about because I'm a wrestling fan. I don't have anything else going for me in my life. Like who? These these are actually people taking bumps and making money from wrestling. I'm here in front of a microphone, um, getting paid in chicken. So like, what do I, what do I know? You know what? Like in all seriousness, what do I know? But I do like I. I say this all to say as a fan, give your give yourself some credit. Like guys, like you're 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 a little bit a little bit. Even though you're Adam Revolver, you're still a little bit better than that kind of really easy, cheap heat stuff. I uh, mean, don't get me
1: wrong. If that's the way you're going to go, you're really good yeah, at what yeah. you do. <laughs> you're laying it on
0: thick, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, You're doing it. You're, you, sure, you sure are doing it. But I just don't know. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. It's a choice we make, and we don't have to do that. That's all I'm saying. I would say Cal Hero probably agreed with you. A Cal Hero only has just opinions. We know this. Cal Hero has never bad-mouthed or said anything wrong about anybody. We know this.
2: He eats his prayers. He takes his vegetables.
0: He He says his vitamins. Yeah, he says his vitamins. Hugs his mom, calls his grandmother every day. Sure. We know this about Cal Hero. Rescues kittens out of trees. And this is why he arrives to defend the honor of the ringside staff of Ohio Valley Wrestling. One thing I bet that he did not anticipate was that he found himself booked into a tag team match with his partner being Linda Kay
1: I honestly did not well, see that coming Linda Kay
0: once, stood up
2: and demanded it. Like, it like this was nobody's idea but hers
1: I'm glad she did And you know I wouldn't say no to her If she came up and demanded something from me If, if I knew what was good for me And I do I want to let her have it yeah. Because I, I feel like She's definitely going to give Shannon the dude to beat down
2: it's gonna be great, yeah. yeah. So it is Adam Revolver and Shannon the Dude versus Cal Hero and Linda Kay, at No Rest for the Wicked. Now, gentlemen, little scoop here: I was at the KSR live remote the following day after
0: this match at uh, Shady Rays here in Lexington. This would be the uh, the show featured very heavily in wrestlers on Netflix. That Shannon the Dude uh, that is kind of his day job. Right? Yes,
2: it's his part of his day job. So yes. yeah, he was uh, he was there along with the the other three hosts of KSR. Uh, I did bring this up to him, and he completely denied
0: it. No, that I don't know what you're talking about. There's no match with a girl with a woman. What are you talking about? I would like to say that I have personally seen Linda Kay beat up Shannon before. Well, now I'm excited for the opportunity myself. This is this. Is, there, we have a precedence for this. I
1: have never seen this, but based on. Uh, what I've seen so far, Linda Kay seems to be very feisty, and if you crossed her, I could see her giving you a beatdown. Yes. And I could definitely see Shannon doing or saying something to where she just couldn't take it anymore and laid the smack on it.
0: Oh, I think the lines are going to get crossed a couple more times uh, in the build-up to this match, and uh, I think that when that tag is made, to Linda Kay. It could. It has has the potential for pop of the night.
1: It's it's going to blow the roof off of the place.
0: We will be there, so we're excited. We that, will. I oh yeah, to see it.
1: That's right. I forgot that. We've been so much going on. I forgot that we are actually planning on going to uh, that. And that's on the what twenty first. Twenty first. Good. So we've got nineteen days then. Woohoo! I'll mark it off my calendar.
0: We are at the main event of hour two here
2: little quick thing of jesse goddard's kind of just talking back but yeah not much to that
0: yeah i just
2: uh let's go on to it yeah you're right
0: the uh main event of our two main event of if you were at the live wrestling show you're catching up with this this would be the last of, uh match that you saw throughout the night the veteran ovw heavyweight champion jack vaughn versus mr spectacular national heavyweight champion mr spectacular jesse goddard's i'm gonna be honest I saw, you know, I watched this in retrospect. I don't watch it live, um, wish I could. When I saw that they had half an hour set aside for the main event by the end of, of where I watched it on Fight TV, um, I was a little skeptical how long the actual wrestling match would last.
1: There's a lot of story to tell in a half hour. Yes.
0: Having said that, Mr. Pectacular, who... Especially since we've been recording this podcast, but even for longer than that, has relied so much on character work, gimmick work, bowing out of the ring, letting other people do hit the job for him.
1: Not to mention the fact that a lot of his shtick is scooterific.
0: Yeah, n- none of that tonight. No. None of that tonight. All business. Left the scooter at the top of the ramp. Left, is, I believe. Left mm-hmm. the scooter at the top of the ramp. Came out, wrestled a whole big match. A um, lot of chain wrestling, a lot of maneuvering around each other, a lot of uh, blocking and 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 exchanging of holds. Just kind of a Jesse Godders that, if I've seen before, it's been a long time since I've seen this version of him. This is exactly
1: what uh, the veteran Jack Vaughn wanted, and this is exactly what the veteran Jack Vaughn got.
0: It's a really just like counter, 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 fast-paced match. Um, Had the crowd the whole time. Yeah, guy looks incredible. Jack Vaughn is an incredible wrestler. Um, Incredible performer. Incredible. It just, well, incredible champion. Both of these guys are incredible champions. One of the things, though, that I've noticed over the last couple weeks of OVW television that I didn't realize was true is that I would have assumed that the OVW heavyweight title is the highest in the hierarchy of belts. But it seems, based on the past few weeks of storytelling, that the national heavyweight title, Mr. Spectacular's title, would be the highest in the hierarchy of belts.
2: Yeah, followed by the OVW, followed by the Kentucky.
0: Right, and then followed by the Rush. Right. So I didn't realize that because I always would have assumed that the OVW heavyweight was the top dog there.
1: I was a little confused about that a couple of weeks ago because it's like, okay, you're the heavyweight champ, and you're also the champion, but you're not this champion. And so I'm glad that we finally have a, a little bit of clarity on that.
0: Well, and there's also a thing where if Jack Vaughn had won, he would leave with two belts. Where, But as what we saw happen, Mr. Spectacular won, he still only left with the belt he came in with. So I'm just a little confused by that. Now I'm starting to understand it, though, a little bit more as we've seen it, the dynamics of that uh, Rule kind of play out on OVW television The past two or three weeks Uh, Big time spear After a really hard fight Like I said really technical fast paced uh, Wrestling match between Jack Vaughn And um, Mr. Pictacular Jesse Godders But a big time spear from Jesse Godders Gives him the victory
1: It was was good to see uh, uh, Jesse Godders get the victory tonight I kind of I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie, man. I kind of feel for him. I mean, we first started this, and we went to uh, the first live show together, and I got that picture where I was pointing at him, and he kind of got mad at me on social media. He's like, hey, everybody knows who I am, and you need to respect that. And then for him to start out like that, and then to be thrown out of the faction, you know, kind of feel for the guy, and he was a little down on his luck, and Jack Vaughn jumped him last week, so it was good to see him get a little uh, uh, comeuppance as far as that goes. Well, and
0: it's it's also nice that he he's kind of been trying to show OVW and their fan base again, like, I am someone that you should love because I love this place, I'm someone you should support. Um, and then he came out and worked for it. I mean, I have not seen him wrestle a match like this. I can't say that enough. I've said it twice during this conversation. I I've not seen Jesse Goddard's wrestle a match like this. If ever, I don't remember it. Um, uh, yeah,
1: I'd have to agree. Uh, of all the times I've seen him wrestle, this is the time where he really pulled out all the stops. And, uh, it's no wonder that he came out with the W this time around because, uh, I mean, a performance like that is hard to beat, no matter who you are.
0: But when you win, everybody wants you. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're losing, nobody wants you. When you're cold, you're cold. Jesse Godders is hot. Jesse Goddard is winning. So Shannon the Dude comes out with a little bit of a proposition to Jesse Goddard.
1: Yeah, and uh, not entirely sure what his motivation is. Maybe he really felt bad about how things went after they were friends for no, so I long. Uh, I also agree with you and, uh, <laughs> believe that is not the case. And it was probably more related to uh douchebaggery as Shannon, the dude is known for overminery. Yes. Overminary. O- Overmineralistic. That sounds
0: like a, like, a, like a body process.
2: Sounds like something a gynecologist. Would yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, we're going to strike that one. Yeah. We're not going to bring that one back. No. On. That was, that uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, wait, what? Who, who are you? Uh, Of course, Shannon the Dude is trying to kind of goad Jesse Goddard into joining the Overmen, the group that formerly known as the faction that Jesse was a part of for so long. um, Founded, didn't he? Basically, yeah. I mean, was a founding member of, and in his mind, the leader of, until EC3 kind of stuck his nose into it. Um, We go through all of the members of the Overmen. They're kind of trying to convince Jesse that he should join. Well, we got an EC3 video. Yeah, EC3. I actually wanted to ask you this about, Mm because you know the technical stuff and how much stuff costs. You're a producer here. That's one of the things that you do. How much does one of those circular lights cost that you (laughs) record?
2: $35, $40?
0: Okay, EC3, put that on your Amazon wish list. I'm going to order one of those for you. You really need one of those as long as you're going to be recording all of these videos for OVW in your hotel room. You just need one of those little circular lights. It'll help out a ton with the lighting that you have going on. You're a good-looking guy. Let's accentuate that. And, uh, was, yeah, we'll, maybe on behalf of or, the OVW podcast, we'll send you one of those over.
1: Yeah, or maybe uh, try a filter. I mean, yeah.
0: Do, yeah. Maybe do the one with the little cat ears. Yeah, or oh, like uh, a, yeah.
1: a clown nose or, or something, you know, something humorous, whatever you like. Yeah, that Mix would it up be a little bit.
0: Billy Corgan so, would love that. Um. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, that does happen, and uh, they do the classic extend of the hand. But, yeah, they don't call the overman out until, sh- until Shannon is rejected. But what? they wait a long time. That handshake bit goes on and on. While Jesse kind of stands there and hums and haws.
1: So what is the point of kicking Jesse Goddard out of the faction, renaming the faction something different, and then a couple weeks later, like, hey, man, why don't you come and, and join our faction? And then he is obviously mad because you kicked him out of the faction, and he says no. So you beat him down again. Why? I mean, did you just want to beat him down to give him a lesson? Of
2: course they did. It's
0: kind of there was nothing more than that. This reminds me of when I worked for a a store, a chain of liquor stores that changed hands like four times uh, in two years and every couple of weeks you would get a new directive from the new bosses about what you were supposed to be doing. You came in, we changed the name of it. We used to be the faction, now the Overman. We used to not want you, but now we want you back. We thought you were a really good worker. That um, We, we like think to- there's a place for you here. Yeah, until like like six months from now whenever there's a new leader or a couple of new members of the Overman and uh, Jesse Goddard is out on his butt again. Oh, I see. Yeah, rehire him for
2: two dollars less
0: per hour. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly. I think this is just some old school corporate, uh, you know, business tactics. or right
2: Yeah,
1: I, I've had a couple of uh, jobs like that back in my day. When I was in uh, high school, I worked at a. A grocery store in my hometown that was a revolving door of cast of characters who were in charge one minute and then they were out of favor but as soon as you turned around here they are again yep. pretty here much in the same role again that's how yeah it, that's, how that's how all it we goes. can afford to that song <laughs>
0: that's right that's how it goes
2: which brings us to the not to the moment of the evening for me guys so can i say that when i got there this evening when i got to the ovw that night, I've been a few times now, but I actually spoke to one of the performers, one of the wrestlers before the show, which I've never done before, but I did that this time specifically with Malabalashira. Ooh. Because learning, and you can see the picture on our social media, and, and having seen, you know, this gentleman, it, you know, he doesn't date. At OVW date. Podcast. Yeah, at, yeah, He doesn't He doesn't date, he doesn't, like, drink, he doesn't do anything but just sort of focus on and, his and, car and, and, and on his car, and and wrestle and fight, and I'm like, well, that's like a fighting monk, and he had beads available. Oh, ah. and I was like, you know, when when a, when a fighting monk offers to sell you beads, you, you buy the man's beads. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and then the beauty of it is is he did refuse that order to beat up on Jesse, and did the classic like I'm out of here, Le- yeah. left the ring. It was just beautiful.
1: Clearly, had a uh, an issue of conscience in mm-hmm. uh, assaulting a uh,
0: helpless a, man, a, a helpless yeah. man
1: who was held down by Joe Mack and Adam Revolver, who and had also just wrestled a twenty-five
0: minute match. I mean, not only is he yes, three on, on one, but uh, he's a you know, tired. He's yeah, like, might be a little gassed up. Yeah,
1: but nevertheless, uh, Shira declines and turns and walks away, which in my Ten-year-old heart of hearts means that uh, he is going to be the good guy that uh, I know him to be from Mm -hmm. wrestlers on Netflix. And ultimately, I know it might be a bit of a long shot. Um, Will Netflix make a buddy comedy based on uh, Mahabali Shira and uh, the Scottish War Machine Crixus? i we're don't hoping. know. We're hoping we're hoping. If, and if
0: you're curious about what Crixis had to say about his relationship with Baha Shira, friendship, you with guys Mahabali do get into Shira, that. Yeah, that's true. You can find it third time today, baby. Hit the hit the plugs, baby. Hat trick. Um you can find it on this very feed. We had a great interview with Crixis. We had a great interview with Freya the Slayer that'll show up sometime this week on that same feed. Uh that is how we ended the action from historic Davis arena this past week, Malabalish years crisis of faith. Um, after we're lucky enough to watch on fight TV after the broadcast actually went off, there's a huge beatdown not only with the overmen or at least all of the overmen that are present and Jack Vaughn. Um, if you were watching on broadcast television, you might not have seen that because this is all overage feed from, uh, from the arena itself So Jack Vaughn didn't
2: really participate in the beatdown
0: But he weirdly stands there the
2: whole time
1: I noticed that I
2: don't understand exactly what's going on there
1: um, Moral support
2: For who exactly though uh,
1: I don't know about for who Exactly but like against
2: Because you know at the end they, they play the Overmans music And they all kind of do their poses And it's all of them posing Jesse on the ground And, and Jack just, just standing there
1: Yeah that's uh, a little out of out of character i'm not entirely sure what to make of that
2: all right guys well if, if you guys don't have anything else i think i'd like to do the epilogue since i'm here this, this year this week oh Let's fine take us away take us away folks the ovw podcast the unofficial podcast of ohio valley wrestling is produced by black light moon productions at nut house studios right here in lexington kentucky the OVW Podcast broadcast team is Jack Minotes and Brian Hines. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching net, net wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial wrestlers after show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us five stars and give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, X, whatever you got. We'll be there. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great day. Love you guys.
1: Thanks for listening.